Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. and welcome to Ticket Manager's all-access interview series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss digital and data insights, the Stadia arms race, and much more is Steve LaCroix, most recently Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for the Minnesota Vikings. Welcome, Steve, and thanks for joining us. Hey, Jim, how are you doing? Really well, thank you. Great to be with you. It's hard not to talk about uh, what's happened in, in 2020, both the good and the bad, especially at, at this time of the year as we start to look at 2021. But you know, I wanted to, to start off by, by talking about you know, what this, this year has, has meant in terms of not having fans at games and how that really has accelerated the importance of, of digital content and digital experiences. Yeah, well, I think we, obviously, it's been an interesting and challenging year for everybody in the sports industry. I think we we learned early on that we can do things virtually. We can engage our fans virtually. The NFL draft came very quickly after the lockdown and shutdown uh, kicked in gear across the country. And and it was really a fun way for us to think differently of how can we engage our fans when we can't have them in person can't have a draft party uh, at the stadium. Uh, our football operations guys realized they could do things remotely and digitally and over Microsoft Teams and Zoom. And so I think it was a lesson learned across the entire organization that we can do business differently. And I think a lot of that's going to stick into 2021. There's expense savings when you do things remotely, obviously, from both business and football. But there's also ways you can do a lot of customized content with your fan base. And you know, early on when Zoom happy hours weren't quite as is uh, burned out on on that. You know, we did some really cool things around the draft, engaging our our draft picks with fan groups, with VIP partner groups, and and really just tried to have fun with it and embrace it. And you know, when we talk about digital, there's there's of course a lot of of, of data and, and insights about those fans that come from these digital platforms, and that obviously gives gives. Teams and other sports organizations, you know, really tremendous direction on on how you can market better to to those fans, improve their their experiences, etc. But you know, that also could be used to help corporate partners with with their marketing and, and and their activation to fans. Do you see that happening more in terms of teams, you know, kind of leveraging that that data and, the, and particularly those insights to help sponsors achieve their business objectives? I would say absolutely. I mean, it all started when fans converted over to digital ticketing, you know, carrying their ticket, uh, in our case, in the, in the Vikings app. 
Uh, we finally get to know who's in the building for the most part on game day. You know, in, in the past, you would send out your season ticket booklet to the account owner, and you really kind of lost track of where that ticket, which hands is it going to be in on, on game day. Now with the secondary market, we can, we can track those kind of things. From a partnerships perspective, it's, it's great that we can build our, our database. And if we know that certain portions of our fan base are shopping for a vehicle, that is powerful information for our partner, Northland Ford. If they're shopping for a new bed or a new mattress, you know, sleep number. And so there's a lot of ways that we can engage our partners with our fans and try to make that direct connection, utilizing the Vikings brand as the, as the conduit. And, uh, you know, it's something where teams are getting better and better at that each year. Uh, we're getting more sophisticated with our data and analytics. We have an in-house team now of several people that did not exist several years ago. And so we're, we're not necessarily caught up to maybe other businesses that are out there outside of sports, but you're, I really see a trend where in the sports industry, it's, it's a very much a focus to get smarter, be more efficient. In our case, we've created fan personas. And so now we can group our, our fan base and our database into these respective buckets, uh, for lack of a better term. And we know what their behaviors are. Are they uh, attendees uh, at home games? Do they consume content via email versus the app? Do they spend time reading stories on, on vikings.com? Uh, and then you can start to customize messaging to those respective fan bases based on their, their behaviors. And so instead of just doing a mass email blast, if there's a group that never opens your emails, then you can become more targeted to uh, those fans that, that will uh, react and engage with your content. We have our Vikings Entertainment Network, which is a, a really robust in-house broadcast team. And that's across all of our social and digital channels. You speak differently on, on uh, Instagram than you do on Facebook, than you do on Twitter. And so you have to become uh, a little bit more savvy from that standpoint and make sure that your messaging and your brand is portrayed in the right manner across those platforms. Yeah, and that you know, just that kind of customization and, and all of the kind of doors that are unlocked by that re- makes me think of just how much, and maybe this is a sign of my age, but uh, you know how much the the role of people who are in kind of revenue producing positions for for teams and, and leagues and, and event organizers really has changed over the years, and it. I guess in some ways it's maybe gotten easier because we have more tools than we ever have, but it's also gotten more complicated. You know, which side of that would you come down on? Is it, is it easier now to, to do your job and, and your team's job or is it harder? Well, I think there, there's more tools in the toolbox. The sports industry and definitely professional teams become much more specialized as far as what your role is on the sales and marketing department in the case of the Vikings. But no, it's great to have more tools and and really, uh, again, it goes back to utilizing those tools in the, in the right way. And it's no longer about just selling tickets to have a full building and the, the signage and, and your radio broadcast. And, and there's so much more to it now. And I think teams are getting a lot more savvy and generating revenue across the, these new opportunities. And, and if you can have a piece of content that portrays your brand in a, in a, in a great way that satisfies a sponsor need and also drives revenue, and the fan consumes that, that's like the, that's like the win, win, win across the board. And, and so that's really the, the secret sauce that we're trying to create. I mean, don't, it doesn't happen every time, but it's certainly something that when it does, you realize, okay, that was successful. You know, how can we replicate that and, and scale it? Yeah, absolutely. 
It, one of the things you've been involved with and we're involved with uh, was the opening of U.S. Bank Stadium. Terrific, terrific venue. I can't believe it's four years ago now since the doors opened. But you know, since then, we've got you know, new NFL stadiums in Atlanta, this year in Vegas and, and L.A., you know, all of those buildings, not to mention other venues in, in other sports, you know, just keep adding these these innovations and technology that, that would have been unheard of, you know, just a few years ago. I'm wondering from a competitive perspective, what, what kind of an impact is this arms race, as I'm calling it, to, to build bigger and, and better sports venues have on the sales and marketing efforts for the other teams and the other arenas and stadiums? In, in a market that has has a, a new kid on the block, and just you know, just in general, well, I think arms race is is definitely the, the right term when it comes to new buildings, new technology, you know, video boards and so forth. And in our case, that we we made sure that the fan experience was at the forefront of every decision that we made, as far as the de- design and the amenities and the technology at US Bank Stadium. We don't have the biggest video board, but we have one of the best clarity and the in one of the Best locations uh, at a sixteen by nine ratio, and we flanked it with wing boards where we drive our our branding and and, and partner messaging and and different things like that. And so it's it can be tough, I guess, in certain markets when new buildings come along because it puts pressure. You know, fans go to all kinds of different events across the different venues, and when one venue has an amenity, another doesn't. They you know they they notice certainly connectivity is 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 the baseline. You have to have full connectivity for your fans a DAS system so your mobile phone works and, and a robust Wi-Fi. And I think that's why you see some college, uh, especially football stadiums that are maybe older, that don't have the connectivity. You know, college kids are not going to give up their 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 cell phone for, for multiple hours on a, on a Saturday on campus. And so, you know, there's pressure to, to retrofit. Luckily, we caught the timing right as far as the, the technology generation that we're in, that we were in a position leading in 2016 to, to do things right. We knew we were going to be able to host the Super Bowl and, and the amount of data that, that is consumed and uploaded through that system on, on Super Bowl game day is, is staggering and it gets bigger and bigger every year. And, you know, fans want to show, they want to create their own content. And, and that's what a lot of those social platforms are, are based upon is, is that respective fan or customer uh, creating their own content, uh, showing off their, their experience or, or what great thing that they're doing at the time. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely pressure. And again, arms race is the right way to, to go about describing it, that, that the, some of these video boards are, are just, you couldn't even imagine the, some of the designs uh, years ago of what, what's really happened here with these most recent buildings. And they're all beautiful and, and effective. But again, back to the U.S. Bank Stadium, it was about the fan experience, sight lines, the sound system, the video system, the, the, you know, how can we make sure that on game day, that fan experience is, is, is special. And and we've actually gotten our fans. Well, they know that showtime starts 15 minutes before kickoff. We want you in your seat 15 minutes before. And that's when we, we start our whole pregame rituals and something, you know, the skull chant, the Gallahorn, and really try to make a big deal of uh, once that ball is kicked off uh, right after noon local on most Sundays, we've got a full building that's engaged and lathered up and, and ready to go because we think our fans can can help us on the field if they are are really into it and, and engage and, and react when, when when certain things happen. 
And that's actually a perfect segue into what I wanted to ask you about next. I thought it was really interesting that at the Vikings, part of the strategic plan was empowering every employee to think about how they can contribute to on-field success. So you just mentioned the fans, but I think it's really interesting, again, from that employee standpoint, from a you know, leadership and, and cultural position for a professional sports organization to, to, to make that you know, very clear. I'd love to hear more about how that was manifested. Yeah, we we just realized at a leadership retreat that you know football success, on field success is our number one priority. And so, how can we motivate and engage our staff across the entire organization to think that way of what they do on that respective day? What can they help contribute? Whether it's the person at the front desk welcoming the agent for the player that's we're trying to extend, and and they're greeted the right way, and they're given what we call school service attributes, you know, that can, that can impact you. And obviously parts of the organization are uh, much more involved with the players than others, but uh, we just want to have that, that culture of, of on-field success is our number one priority, uh, all that you do. And obviously there's some staff, it's a little bit of a reach as far as how they can get their head around, you know, how can I impact, but it's really more of a mentality of, of, of an organization thinking that way. And then back to the fans, if, if our game presentation group puts on a great show and we just have a, a flawless production that day that can can impact the fan behavior, which then can, can impact the sound level, which then, then can, you know, maybe there's that one offsides penalty on the opposing team could get you, you know, that, that play that you need to, to get that win. I mean, NFL games are always usually so close, you know, not every game, but there's so many games that come down to literally one, two or three plays go the different direction. And then there's a different result. And so we, we want to have that mentality really permeate uh, throughout the organization. That's great. And, and certainly, I think we've heard from, from the players this year, and not just in the NFL, but, but across a lot of sports, about what a difference that the fans being there uh, can make. But, but yeah, just very, very, I, I would think, you know, empowering from, a, from an employee standpoint to, to really think about that and be challenged as to, as to what they can do. So. Yeah, it makes, you, it makes you appreciate fans in the building when, when you go to games and there's, there's no fans. I mean, it, obviously, it's, it's noticed. You know, in some teams this NFL season have some fans, some have no fans, and some are growing their, their attendance as we come down the stretch of the season and head towards, uh, head towards the playoffs. And so it, I think uh, all of us in sports realize over the course of these respective seasons that the fans are the, are the lifeblood of, of the stadium on game day, and, and we all can't wait to get them back uh, in future seasons. That's for sure. And that's probably a great note to, to wrap it up on. So, Steve, thanks so much for, for joining us today. I, I really appreciate it. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, I'd like to thank everyone who watched, and please join us again for our next episode in the All Access interview series.